What the hell is the name of this thing? Is this Wayne's World? The award-winning Evan Grant. I can't even count anymore on my fingers and toes. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, clown number one. Mary Horn. He tried to get me in mid-chew. Hello, everybody, and welcome into this another podcast of Upon Further Review. I am Kevin Sherrington. I am Barry Horn. And we do not have Evan Grant today uh, for our Cowboys podcast, which is good. No, we don't really mean that. He's actually at the winter meetings. He's, he's bowing out of this particular podcast. But we do have, as a guest of the pod today, our old buddy Cliff Harris, the great safety of the Dallas Cowboys. Cliff, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Kevin, Barry, thank you for having me on today. Absolutely. Now, Cliff, uh, I'm assuming you watched that game last night, did you? Yes, I did. I dozed off in the third quarter <laughs> just for a moment, though. Uh, but I don't think I missed very much. No, you did, you did miss. If, you, if all you saw was the last five minutes of the game, you saw everything pretty much. <laughs> last two. Last two minutes, yeah. So, Cliff, give me your, give me your thoughts on the, on the last uh, couple minutes of that game and, and, uh, and the shape that the Cowboys are in right now. Well, it was gosh, uh, what a what a change it was from watching the other parts of the game. It looked like two bad teams playing, and uh, at the end, it the tempo picked up. I was uh, the Cowboys uh, really started. It looked like they were playing better. The defense was playing better, and um, realized that hey, we've got a chance to win this one. So. Uh, and with Dan Bailey, wow, gosh, what a what a player he is. I mean, still at the end, it didn't look like it was a very dominating performance by really by either team. I mean, the the punt return that was fumbled, I mean, gave us a real opportunity, and uh, uh, but that we took you know advantage of. So uh, it was. Uh, Kind of a lackluster win, but a lot. It was sure exciting at the end, though, and I'm glad glad we won. Cliff, uh, you have a long history with the Cowboys, obviously as a player, and, and you've been in town. You've kept up with them all these years. Uh, in this division, it seems like no one wants to win it in NFC East. Can you remember a time when it has ever been this late in the season when no one has a winning record, and uh, it just it, it just seems like a giveaway? Gosh, I. I, I really can't. I, I know that early in the 80s, the teams, the Cowboys weren't a very good team. Uh, you know, we, during my era in the 70s, uh, gosh, we were in the playoffs, I mean, eight out of the ten years or nine out of the ten years. And it was always so much fun to play uh, in RFK Stadium because there was always something at stake, you know, uh, it was a great rivalry, and we had uh, uh, intense uh, competitors with, with the Cardinals and the uh, Philadelphia and Washington. It seemed that we were always uh, in the hunt. I, I can't remember uh, a, uh, an, a time. Uh, I, I do remember in the 75 season, uh, we were kind of counted out uh, early in the year. We started out with a poor record. Uh, but it really turned out to be one of the my favorite years because we ended up as a wild card team, going to the Super Bowl, and being we lost to 
Pittsburgh, but we played. We should have won the game. I, <laughs> I think we should have won both Pittsburgh games. But that was a year that we were kind of counted out. as the closest I can remember, just compare as a comparison to this. Uh, that uh, you know everybody kind of counted us out, and we had to internalize and uh, and just count on ourselves. And we we came back strong and ended up. Uh, making the making the playoffs and going to Super Bowl. Well, you've just given a shot of adrenaline to every Cowboy fan out there. Uh, some hope, <laughs> but I, I just I, ever since Kevin told me that that you were going to be on today, I, I I've had one question I wanted you to ask, Sean Lee. What do you Sean think, Lee. Sean? What do you think of him, and does he remind you of anybody? Yes, well, that's a great question, and definitely does. And and you probably already know my answer. Uh, I'm going to tell you. An inspiration for me and the, one of the great players was Leroy Jordan, and uh, I actually spoke to the team one a couple of years ago and uh, before the season, and we had a chance to go up, and I was with Leroy, and, and Leroy went over and spoke to Sean Lee with me standing there, and it was really just a, I wish that we could have gotten a picture of that, but Leroy was such an inspiration. The team played up. Uh, 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 Played up with him in in the game, just like they do with Sean Lee, and uh, boy, you can just see the difference in performance and intensity, and uh, with Sean Lee relative to the look of the other players. But you see the other players step up when he's in there. You see so many uh, players on this team, uh, and, and in that game last night, it wasn't just the uh, just the Cowboys, but the Redskins. You know, it's my opinion, and Cliff, you can correct me on this if you if you think you need to. The dumbest penalty in football is to line up offsides. Uh, I, I just I, I don't understand that. And, and the Redskins did that three times last night. Two guys did it on one play. Uh, and and so you you have those kind of things happening on a field that really make you wonder what in the world are these guys thinking out there. And then you watch Sean Lee sniffing out plays. You know he, he can he can tell where the play is going uh, as it, before it's even snapped. He, he's making his way. You know in those situations when he's healthy, he he is a phenomenal player. Yeah, uh, as it relates to you know, and I knew we were going to be talking today, so I watched the game with kind of a uh, more of a perspective of analysis than I normally do and one of the things the notes that i wrote down dumb plays dumb mistakes and uh it, it looked like i mean i mean losing teams make uh bad mistakes i mean there's all it's always been said one of the coaching points hey the team that makes the fewest mistakes wins the game and that's always been true and it looked like to me last night there were so many some mistakes on both sides of the of the uh, both sides of the ball, but uh, I think it showed that last night the team that made the fewest mistakes, which was the Cowboys, uh, won the game. I'm sure you had a long legal pad for your dumb mistakes. Did you have a did you have a short list of smart plays, good plays, things you liked? Uh, gosh, it was just uh, I mean you know obviously being defensive oriented, I was. So uh, tuned in to uh, the play uh, of, of Sean Lee and you know Darren McFadden. I think I was disappointed uh, when he fumbled the ball that time, but I think that he really uh, came through a lot uh, uh, on some plays. And you know, I, I just wish you know he played for the Razorbacks. And when my son Matt 
was a player for the Razorbacks, and I was a big fan of his. He was such a great player during that during that time. But I just see so much potential in him. Uh, I, I wish that he would uh, run with his head up more and try to make longer runs than because he trips and falls after uh, after he's. Uh, up and going, but I, I sure enjoyed watching him last night. Too. Well, on that, uh, on the Cowboys' uh, touchdown drive uh, there at the end of the yeah. game before the field goal, uh, so they get the, they get the turnover from Deshaun Jackson's incredibly stupid yeah. play of, of yeah. reversing his field and going all the way back to the goal line almost, and then fumbling the ball. It was just the combination of the the, oh, the two God. things is is unbelievable. So you, you've got the ball down there at the ten yard line or so, and the and there's a, a minute and twenty left. Uh, at that point, and then on the first play, the Cowboys run wide and go out, and and uh, and Darren McFadden goes out of bounds and stops the clock. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, that, that's just more of what we're just talking about here. Is is that not, I don't know what the I was not there. I was not able to ask Jason Garrett that question. I plan to ask him that this afternoon. Is that the play call? Is that really what you wanted Darren McFadden to do at that point? Was to go wide there? Well, you know, I think the thing that Darren, I mean, it looked like to me. Uh, that at the last minute he realized what was happening, he tried to slow down, and momentum carried him out of bounds in my mind. I, that's what I thought. I, I definitely was was not a smart play at the time, but it, 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 you know, I wish that I'd run it back a few times. Uh, but it looked like that Darren said, oh, gosh, I, I can't go out of bounds, and then psh, the momentum took him out of bounds, and he was, I think, pushed and shoved out. I, I think anyway, after, but it was not a smart. I play think after the know. game, Garrett said that uh, he had a choice of what to do when he, when he, when he started drifting out. Said he could have cut back. Really? He saw he saw no room to cut back, and then he was in no man's land, and uh, yeah. it was unfortunate. And of course, at that, at that point, too, obviously, you know, uh, you know, the Redskins could have, you know, stopped the clock. They had yeah. two timeouts left. But to me, yeah. don't you make them use those two timeouts? I mean, yeah, to me, you just run the ball yeah. up the middle, run the ball up the middle a couple of times to see if they're going to make yeah. them use up their timeouts and then, then kick the field goal, you know, or if they're going to let you score. You know, that was Gruden said, you know, maybe they just let them score. And, and certainly I, I see that as right. well, uh, one of the two things happening there. But at, at that point, you make you make them make the decision. You don't, you don't you know, give them the option and say, oh, well, you stop the clock for me here. And it's just right. the no, Cowboys I mean, had these even problems. Even on a wide play like that, don't even get close to the sidelines. Try to hit it upfield sooner that's i don't know i you know I'm, i uh i you know i was thinking about uh matt castle and i was remembering uh one year i was injured in preseason and i didn't play a few preseason games but i came back and uh made the uh, i mean made the first um regular season game and i, I remember to this day how um, how everything, the plays looked like a blur to me in the very beginning, and they were so I was had such a fear in my in my stomach that because when you're practicing and and consistently practicing and going into a game and going and playing and going into a game, and uh, and then you're taken out for a, f- a few weeks and thrown back into it. But as the year, as the game progressed, and as the weeks progressed, the game slowed down and got back to the slow motion. That's what happens, and that's what you see these great players. Uh, the game slows down, and I and I think that Matt Castle last night began to get a little 
inkling of that and that slowing down and being able to see um, the, the, the field better. Uh, I just don't know uh, about his accuracy in terms of, uh, you know, grading him. That's what I did, you know, <laughs> studied quarterbacks, grading him as, a, as a, a, an accurate, precise passer. You know, I'd, I'd like to see more of it. Cliff, I did a little research. How old were you when you retired? Tell everyone how old you were when you retired. I was, uh, I had just turned 31, uh, I think. I, I, I think that's right. That's, that, that, that's what I, that's what I, it said when I looked, looked it up today. My question is, what about proceeding with a quarterback who's now going to be 36, 37 years old, uh, it, it, uh, moving, moving forward? Do you have any concerns with that? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, first of all, you have to look at, the frailty of Tony Romo in the first place, I think. I mean, you've got all these quarterbacks that get smashed, crushed, running into people. I mean, holy cow, Cam Newton, and and they just they they get tackled and they get uh, and they get up. Uh, I remember when Tony hurt his back the first time; it was on a rollout, and somehow stumbled and injured his back. And I was like, what What was that? I mean. To me, I mean, I, I just can't, I, I don't understand uh, um, what the thinking is to expect that, you know, it's, it's kind of like the old saying, you know, do the same thing and expect different results. I mean, so uh, here, here he is, and you're going to try to get him to start next year and stay healthy. Uh, as he's getting older and as fragile as he is, I, I I can't figure it out. I bet you there's going to be some major move. I'm looking for some major move by Jerry and the Cowboys to try to pick up um, a uh, another quarterback. We've been waiting for that major move for about 26 years now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think, Cliff. You know, you come from an era when the Cowboys drafted quarterbacks all the time. You know, they were constantly drafting quarterbacks, adding quarterbacks yeah. to the roster. Sometimes to to the consternation of all those quarterbacks. Uh, but it, it, yeah. but at any rate, they always had someone there and always had someone ready. Uh, you know, you can say now that in these salary cap days, you can't keep that many quarterbacks. It's too yeah. ex- they're too expensive, and, and certainly Jerry doesn't like to spend the money on on a on a position where a guy's not going to get in the game probably, or at least most of the time. Uh, but surely this year of all years is the year that that you either add one through the draft or you go out and get a, a quality free agent. Don't you think? Gosh, I mean, I mean, it's it to me, it's only logical. It's the only thing to do. I I just can't see any other uh, alternative. I mean, you, you can't think that we're going to go into next year um, and and go in and say, well, this is going to be Tony Romo's best year. Well, I mean, good luck. Uh, I, I think, I mean, I just can't see him staying healthy, um, staying healthy um, uh, for a whole year age and considering the frailty that he that he that he is um and um i i I just i I don't know the alternative i understand the dilemma of having two good quarterbacks and having to pay them but it sure uh sure uh puts your season in in jeopardy when uh you i mean when you don't have 
a, a good quarterback for your 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 future. So let's ask the the the, the question of the, of the day: Would you bring Johnny Manziel in if the if the Browns offered him up? Nobody does. Seen the way that uh, uh, through actions, and it looks like to me because when you bring in people that you bring them in, and you get the Terrell Owens, and you bring in these people that, uh, and all a lot of other ones that don't have great reputations, and uh, you and they get a lot of publicity, and uh, and whether they're a good player or, or not. I mean, even if they're a good player with a bad reputation, they're going to come in, they're going to get a lot of publicity. It would seem to me that fits the profile of bringing Johnny Manziel in, uh, no matter uh, if he's a, uh, a uh, pro football quarterback or not. I don't think that he fits the Cowboys' you know, drop-back style, but uh, I could see it happening if, uh, for a publicity Cliff, publicity, if nothing else. Cliff, are you going to tell us that all the cowboy, all your teammates on the Cowboys were, were choir boys back in the seventies? <laughs> well, I'll tell you this: the ones that that weren't choir boys, uh, Coach Landry traded. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he he all, but he did I get some. He did that. he I get. Can't even, I can't even say that you know that I was, but I we all kept. You know what we did is that you know Coach Landry did things that made us aware of that, you know, kind of like to know who you are situation. That's what I tell my kids these days. Hey, know who you guys are. And we'd wear ties for road trip on road trips that nobody else did in the, in the league. Uh, he'd tell us how to talk to the press. Uh, he would, and if you acted up um, and you weren't good enough, that good, uh, he'd trade you, you know. Dwayne Thomas, Thomas Henderson, there were a lot of guys that uh, that were good, and he kept uh, long enough to uh, do some good for us, but then traded him. So, Cliff, uh, can you tell us, give us an idea when when all you guys get together, and I and I know that you do from time to time. Uh, what is what is the feeling on the state of the Cowboys these days? Uh, that I mean, I, I think that the the general feeling is that. Um, that they, you know, here's the thing that I, they they need to find a, um, who they are. Uh, they need to define a personality. I mean, you know, uh, a team personality. I don't think that we've had, had that for a long time. I mean, we were known as America's team during our era, that, though it was the good and the bad of that, because, you know, we'd play Washington. They'd say, "Well, what do you mean? Why are you America's team?" But at least we knew who we were. And I, I don't think that this team has found itself uh, and have a a definition of who they are. I think it 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 needs it comes from leadership and it comes from you know guys stepping up. I think that if Sean Lee, uh, a guy like Sean Lee, could stay healthy and stay in the uh, in the lineup, the defense would rally around him, it, and the defense could 
become stronger and stronger and create a uh, a personality, a name. I, I just just see it right now. It just seems that we're we're floundering on a to find out who they who they really are. You know, I think that's a great point, uh, Cliff, and I, I've made that point before about the great players it's the Cowboys have It's a great point, and you've made it before. Well, well I mean, I made the point before <laughs> about yeah, the fact that the, the, the lack of leadership. Uh, you, you, you have you have great players on this team. Jason, yeah. You know, Jason Witten, when DeMarcus Ware oh, was yeah. here, you know, that, those were two great players, but they were not – uh, dynamic personalities, uh, and not right. not the kind of guys who took over a locker room. They they were great guys, right. and they did what they were supposed to do, and they were great players, and they were leaders by example, and all of that. But there weren't there weren't players who took who took over that that locker room. It was it, the guys taking over the locker room were the wrong guys to, to be taking it over for right. the most part. Right. I mean, you you see Des Bryant on the sidelines uh, going crazy. I mean, that's not leadership. I mean. Uh, and mad because they're not being. Uh, it's just uh, uh, Tony Romo's mild personality is not the kind of personality that I think he's a an excellent quarterback in terms of performance and uh, throwing a pass. And uh, I, I I question his ability to grab this team by the throat and say, we're going to win, and you guys get it together. And, uh, I, I, and I think that that same thing is missing on the defense. We had such great leaders during, during our time. In my early years, Bob Lilly and Leroy Jordan and Roger Staubach. And, um, and then we became, I mean, uh, leaders ourselves following those examples, uh, and I just just don't see that in in today's team. I wish John Lee could stay healthy enough because I think he's got that capability, but I I just haven't seen it any anywhere else. I don't disagree with that, uh, Cliff. Listen, we appreciate so much you taking the time. Uh, it's always you great to it. hear from a from a, a cowboy from a great a great era and a, and a great guy who's still around. We love the fact that you are. We'd love to have you back sometime if you could uh, make yourself available to us. Thank you. I'd I'd like to do that. I just uh, just give me a heads up, and I'll so I'll make sure that I don't sleep through uh, very much of the game. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, Kevin will be you'll you'll agree with some of the great points Kevin That's has right. made in That's the right. past. As long as you agree with me, Cliff, you're you're golden all the time. Hey, well, you just guys call me uh, in the playoffs, and I'll be glad to do that. <laughs> what, yeah, what what year? What year is that? <laughs> well, hopefully, we'll all live that long, Cliff. Take care. All right. Thanks, Cliff. Thank you, there goes and there goes uh, Cliff Harris, uh, one of our favorites, a great guy. Uh, Cliff made some made some really uh, salient points there. I think towards the end, especially he played five Super Bowls, was uh, on two Super Bowl champions. I think was an all pro, he was the player safety of the decade, NFL all decade player. Uh, when he when he talks, people should listen. Absolutely, they should. He was, you know, when he talks about all those leaders on the team, Cliff was one of those leaders as well. Uh, and I, and I think that the, the point that he makes about uh, about uh, this team, I think those are salient points because when things are going bad, uh, that's when you find out what the true character of a team is. Let's look ahead for for a second before we say goodbye. Yeah, there's a game coming up Sunday. There'll be in La- at Lambeau. Uh, what, what do you see that? What do you see happening there? I see if the Cowboys play the way they did against the Redskins, they, they get blown out. In that blown game. out. Have you have you watched the Packers play recently? I, I know the Packers are struggling. And I tell you what, they're the most mysterious team in the NFL to me. I cannot figure out why the Packers are struggling so much at this point. You know, they 
because they, they've had some injuries, but they, they, they went into the season with some of those injuries as well, especially at wide receiver. You know, they lost Jordy Nelson. So, and they made up for those things. It wasn't like it seemed to be bothering them. You know, and they needed that Hail Mary, an unbelievable play against the Lions to win that game. The Lions. The, the Lions of all people. But I, I, I still believe that the, the Cowboys, there is, there is potential there. there. There is talent there, you know, for them to win. Just when we talk about people like Sean Lee, I thought the defense did play very well. What do you, what'd you think night. when Sean Lee had to go out for a minute? Uh, for for one play in the game and oh I he thought was he was hurt. out I he, thought he had a concussion yeah that's that's what I'm sure everybody thought that and it turned out it wasn't uh, but we don't think it was but well, well we we don't think it was yeah. correct uh, or, if, or if it was he played pr- pretty good yeah uh, he, you know he he made plays behind him he made plays in front of him he made plays to the side of him it was just a terrific performance are you, so you're picking Green Bay I'm picking Green Bay I'll I'll say Green Bay uh, twenty four Cowboys fourteen okay well. I picked the Cowboys to beat the Redskins. Yes, in case you, you missed did. it, in case no, you missed we, it. No, we didn't Because there that. was no logical reason to pick that. There's no no there logical not. reason to pick the Cowboys again. I'll pick them again. I'll say uh, 24-23 and... Uh, you got the Cowboys on a roll. I got the Cowboys rolling. Matt Castle on a roll. The, 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 the Matt Castle Express rolling through Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. All right, everybody, that's that's another version of uh, a Pond Fair to review. We'll see you next time. So long.